Namaskar. What does the Pew Research say about how the world population is going to be changing in the next 50 years? This document that I'm going to share data from is from 2017. And if you look at the growth of population of various religions, it is expected that the population of Muslims is going to grow by 70% between 2015, 2015 to 2060. So that's a 45 um, year window. And Christians are expected to go by 34% and Hindus by 27%, Jews by 15%, and then so on and so forth. So these are the main religions in the world. Now, what does this mean in terms of the populations for various countries? If you take a look at the United States alone, in 2007, it was 2.3 million Muslims. Today, that is 2022, it is upwards of 4 million. In other words, you can loosely say in a matter of 15 years, they have doubled. Now, the same thing if you apply to India, what's going to expect, what is expected to happen, assuming that there is a 70% growth of Muslims, which I told you here, 70% of growth of Muslims worldwide, this is the worldwide number. And if you apply the same thing to India, they are at 14% today. So they are most likely going to be at 25% of the population in 2060. And that would indicate something around 300 plus million. And looking at the same numbers for Hindus, which it says is 24%, Hindus would be at 1.2 billion. Today they are 1 billion. It will probably go up to 1.2 or 1.25 billion. In other words, in India, the percentage of Muslims will be around 25%. Do you think that's a big number? Well, Pew Research, another document, suggests that once a country becomes 30% Muslim, then there is no turning back that that country will be Islamized. It's just a matter of time. There are many examples, the last one being Lebanon. And uh, so, so you get the idea here. So based on all this stuff, it looks like the Popular Front of India has come out with a 252 page document that calls it India 2047. They think that by 2047, that they will have enough Muslims that they can actually come to power in India. Whether it is going to happen or not, we can take a look at that from statistics point of view. Today, there are nine districts in the country. I think the total of 500 plus districts, there are nine districts in the country which have more than 75% population that is Muslim. Lakshadweep and eight districts in the Jammu and Kashmir area. As um, this population keeps growing and it's going to grow unequally, it's not going to grow in the same pace uh, you can expect uh, Muslim majority populations happening in West Bengal, probably in Assam, and perhaps even in some parts of Bihar. So these will be the first areas where you will see the Muslim majority population crossover, also in Kerala. So these are all the areas that you can expect that to happen. All that is fine. If there is a dharmic growth, India can easily handle 1.5, 1.6 billion population. I think that is actually a bit of a smaller number. Uh, it might be a little bit more than that. But again, see, these are all projections. You can't be sure one way or the other. But in terms of percentages, in terms of relative percentages, by 2060, it is expected that India would be 25% Muslim. Just take that number. Now, let's take a look at what has been happening in Bihar. Now, 
they have been unearthing a lot of information and as part of that information you got this 252 page document called uh, India 2047 and they have their models operandi well defined. There are people uh, coming from other states. So this is something that you have to remember. PFI will never do the acts of terror from people of that own state. They'll always import from somewhere else. Just like for uh, even for the bombings, church bombings in Sri Lanka, the people who did that were in either in Kerala or in Tamil Nadu. The whole thing was hatched here, designed here, and then somehow it was executed in Sri Lanka. Also, so so same thing, the, the ASP, it's not SSP, it's an ASP, Manish Kumar has unearthed, and it was a, uh, a fairly detailed um, press conference that he gave. He said that there is a retired police officer of Jharkhand, Muhammad Jalaluddin, he has uh, been also accused of uh, betting PFI. The two people that were arrested, one of them was Parvez, his younger brother went to jail in 2007, 2001, 2002, bomb blasts in the state after Simi had, Simi was banned. So see what happens is, at least in the past, whenever you could find the evidence of a crime with a certain group, the group got banned. Today, everybody's calling for a ban on PFI. India is not doing it. Perhaps they've realized that just banning them uh, PFI, the name is going to morph into a different organization, the same set of people. So probably they are trying to see if they can smoke out all the big leaders of PFI and then they can swoop in and then arrest them and then have them tried. By the way, what is happening on the Kanayalal case? Here's a case which is as black and white as it gets. The killers have already confessed to the crime on video. Should there be not swift and effective punishment like in like two weeks or four weeks? Why isn't India thinking along those lines? Because the longer you wait, the more you're going to have all these diverging uh, thoughts and then there'll be some other news cycle starting and so on and so forth. Why has this not been thought of? Why can't they have some sort of a special crimes court or something like that, fast track, where everything is known? All you need, like I said, it's an in-camera uh, uh, trial that you can hold because it has to be in-camera. Remember, we have been telling about instances where even though the population knows that these people have transgressed the law, they still come and agitate in front of the police station or the court. So this needs to be stopped. So the, you can do it in, in camera and then, you know, give the sentencing, let it go. I mean, this has to be shown. Who is, who is responsible for law and order? The government. And if the state is not willing to do that, have a central court that has jurisdiction across all states. Something needs to be done to try and get this thing under control. That's all I'm trying to say. Now, if you look at what has been transpiring in Bihar, um, I believe Prime Minister Modi is going to visit there. And that's where we have a lot of activity now. This is where this press conference also was called. And uh, I'm giving you snippets of that press conference. On July 6th and 7th, in the name of martial arts, locals were taught to use swords and knives. Kanayalal, they instigated others towards religious violence. We have CCTV footage as well as witness accounts. Parvez also raised funds in lakhs. Um, Enforcement Directorate is being involved for the same. Bihar ASP Manish Kumar. And he reads out a, a small section from this uh, document. And I'm going to give you a small flavor too. So you can take a look at what exactly it was that was shared. Very, very chilling, I can tell you. Very, very chilling. What do they want in 2047? We dream a 2047 where the political 
power has returned to Muslim community from whom it was unjustly taken away by the British Raj. That itself is a lie. Marathas were actually ruling India and it was actually the Marathas who lost power to the British. Anyway, who's, who's checking, right? We have given ourselves a target of 2047 to bring about an Islamic government in this country. If we look into the history of Islam, Muslims are always in minority and for victory, we do not need to have a majority. PFI is confident that even if 10% of total Muslim population rally behind it, PFI would subjugate the covered majority community to their knees and bring back the glory of Islam in India. To achieve this goal, this roadmap has been prepared, kept in mind by all the PFI leaders and accordingly guide the PFI cadres, in particular and Muslim community in general towards this goal. PFI cadres and Muslim youth should be repeatedly told that they all are working for deen. Allah had created the world, Kainat and Muslims were made for two reasons. The first to establish the law of Allah and secondly, Muslims are die on earth. We should always kept in mind that the rule of Islam has to be established. I mean, I can go on. There is a lot of stuff. It also talks about how PFI should organize itself. The PFI party should also gain the trust of 50% of SCs, STs, OBCs and all important positions in the executive and judiciary as well as the police and army are to be filled with loyal cadres. I mean, the idea is very, very black and white. It is all clear here what they want to do. I mean, you can read this thing. It has been doing the rounds on social media, on WhatsApp. You'll get the entire 252 page document. What we are trying to focus is this entity, which was active in the South, has now started spreading its wings. And now it has been unearthed in Bihar. What, what is really the, the concern here? The concern is that now you know that there is a plan, there is a document, and we don't know how many have been radicalized to this thought. So what are the things that the government can do? For one thing, I had mentioned this before, in, it can install CCTV cameras in all the madrasas, all the mosques, and for that matter, you can put it in churches also. I think uh, it, it is something that has to be done. CCTV cameras are already in temples. See, the temples have been known to not preach politics in the temple, whereas that's not true for uh, Christianity and, uh, and Islam. See, this is where the problem is. I mean. If, if you are congregating to pray, what is the need for bringing politics into that? So you have to keep politics and uh, church and state separate. That has been the uh, dictum by which all the Western countries have followed. But they don't want to see, they don't, looks like they don't want that followed in India. They wanted something uh, in, in a, some other way. Anyway, so these are all the different things that need to be looked at. PFI is now something that perhaps has become quite big. And it is beginning to have an impact. I told you about this three-month formula where every three months they make commit one gory killing with all videotaped. And the message is to keep the majority trembling with fear. I hope I'm wrong about this. And I also hope that people in the United States who are watching this video share this data with your congressmen and women because now this HR 1196 that uh, Ilan Omar started may actually become a bipartisan resolution because one Republican congressman also has signed on to it. Unfortunate that we have to remember that all congressmen and women are constantly in election mode, by which why what I mean is that they are constantly collecting funds 
for their campaign. And therefore, what happens is they are always giving these sound bites. They're always figuring out, oh, well, you know, if I do this, it's not going to hurt me. It's not going to hurt my state. It's not going to hurt my country. Well, it is going to hurt you, which is why I started this whole topic by saying that the Muslims are going to become a big, big number very, very soon in the United States and see the kind of havoc they are causing in UK, in, in Western Europe and so on and so forth. There are areas in the United Kingdom today that you can't even go. The police can't enter. Same with France, same with Belgium. The, the point I'm trying to make is for some reason, these refugees don't seem to want to obey the law of the land. And that's where my problem comes. Thanks for watching. Please like, share and subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to click on the bell button for notifications. If you liked our research, you can show your appreciation by clicking on the super thanks button. Namaskar.